So, Jail, where did Mary go after the explosion? I don't give a fuck. Everywhere. Who gives a shit? <laughs> or a fuck about your damn jokes? I've had it. You know, Joe, lions would never cheat, but a tiger would. Hey! Oh, oh man. <laughs> you want to do it again? <laughs> I had to get on a transfer bus <laughs> to understand that punchline. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh. This is Jacques. You know who. And welcome to Carnival Personnel. I'm drunk as hell. Did you did you miss me last week? Who the no. <laughs> yeah, of course I did. Did you miss doing the podcast last week? No. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, I welcome myself back. Um, as I had said in the last podcast that we did, that um, I wasn't sure at the recording of the podcast that whether in just a few days I'd be on a plane going to Saudi Arabia or going to see the Joker movie, not see the Joker movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, did you go to Saudi Arabia? I did go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> uh-huh. We, if, 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 I was thinking about bringing it this, or maybe do a sideshow and tell you all about, you know, the trip and some interesting, uh, basically getting um, in the nicest way possible, um, hijacked, kidnapped by a Saudi Uber driver um, Mm. on the way to the airport. Very pleasant experience, but very interesting. so, you know, we may or we may not do that, depending if Joe has the energy to listen to me babble more after this. I'll fuel this. up on these Reese's peanut butter cups and Twix bars and hot and spicy Cheez-Its and what is that? Uh, Coke Zeros? Yeah. Mm. yeah we, we, could, we could be down here if another big storm breaks out and you lose electricity again this week. Where? Well, we couldn't podcast, which would be great. It would be great. Go, you think I'm not going to yell at you into this mic? <laughs> right. It'd be a podcast of one. You know. Um, mm. So 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 we will talk you know more about that. We'll uh, we'll we'll jump right into a couple. Uh, Couple new impressions of mine that we'll be mixing into the show over the next few weeks. I I will now be doing a William Macy impression, not to be confused with a William S Macy, H, H. Macy. That's what I said. Um, his wife was one of the ones sentenced. Was his wife sentenced to jail in that? Yeah, she got. Uh, she was sentenced to fourteen days, but is only going to serve thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, that's what TMZ reported. I didn't follow uh, up. My privilege. <laughs> My privilege. Um, yeah. And then you got uh, Rip Taylor. The, you know. Hello, Frisco. And have I have I told the Rip Taylor story that I have? I don't care if you did. Tell it anyway. Okay. Good friends of management and I, um, a couple in Los Angeles, a writing couple. They couple that I met them. They were writers on that '70s show. They created uh, the show with Hal Sparks uh, called uh, Lab, Lab Rats. Rats. I know Lab Rats, starring Hal Sparks. And then they, uh, what is it? Lab Rats has merged with another show, oh. another Disney X show. Anyways, Chris and Brian, great guys, uh, gay couple, and. Lo and behold, we're at their New Year's Eve party, you know, a few years back. I think it's pre-having the Dream Squad. Or maybe he was, like, young, like, 2006, 2007. That's Rip Taylor's job. He, on, like, New Year's Eve, goes around, like, 20 parties, busts through the front door, 
throws confetti everywhere, literally like laps the party, whether it's in the house, this was in the house, you know, you went through the living room, out to the pool, you know, and around back in. He did his lap, throwing confetti everywhere, you know, stopping a second here or there for, you know, selfies and pictures. Don't think he was in in the thing for like 10 minutes. Wow. And that's, and it's, I was like, and then my wife and I are like watching the whole thing, like the kitchen, where it's like, is this, is this happening? And, and, and then, and then it's like, is that a Rip Taylor impersonator? <laughs> right. You know? is, it, is it like Gallagher and Gallagher two? Is there a Rip Taylor two? And, but I'm thinking that it's like, well, a is there that much of a market for Rip Taylor that there be a Rip Taylor impersonator? Actually, you you kind of got. I don't know if you consider it a downgrade or an upgrade. You were you you uh, actually saw Rip Torn. <laughs> <laughs> Rip Torn is electric my friend um was his yes thank you his work on the gary shandling show mesmerizing as the network executive yeah yeah. oh just and um oh what was and he was awesome in it and yes what your life what was the tom green movie Freddie got fingered. Freddie got fingered. He was Freddie's dad. Well, I don't know if Tom Green was Freddie, but Freddie's yeah. character or Tom Green's character and Freddie got fingered. He He's was also an airplane too. He was one of the guys uh, where where he was one of those air traffic control guys. And there was a joke that came up where somebody said uh, the um, he worked for the um, Institute for Impotence. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. <laughs> And then it cuts to Rip Torn and another guy, and they nod and they go, "We've heard of it." <laughs> so, uh, so I do have. It's when he passed away, and I'm like, "Oh, this will be my chance to tell my Rip Taylor story because I actually have a brush with great." Who used to have a brush with great? Was that an old Dave Letterman thing? Brush oh, with greatness. I don't remember. Like the little bit, it, it'd be like somebody was waiting in the rain, and the cat pulled up, and like you know, Jerry Seinfeld stole his cab, and that was my brush with greatness. <laughs> so there I was, the Halloween party at this guy Chris and Brian's house, and you know, with the wife, and it was funny. It, that party, I will always remember two things. Uh, Might have been in context the funniest thing, my wife had ever said at the time and maybe since then and that there was some real vacuous you know model actress singer wannabe just talking nonsense and we were literally cornered and can't, can't get out and then she got called to the other room and she left and management looked at me and goes did the kitchen just get smarter <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I'm going to marry this woman one day and ruin her life it's mutual ruining, isn't it? Really, <laughs> mission accomplished is what I was going with. But hey, uh, so so, like I said, I can do two more impressions. William Macy, uh, would you say best known for the abusive husband on Mod? This one episode, but right, uh, yeah, he was known on, as the guy on Mod. He was also in our namesake uh, movie. He was in the jerk. Oh, damn these glasses. Okay, sir. I (laughs) damn thee. Damn these glasses. Sir, I can fix those. You can. Here, fix those suckers. And Opti Grab was born. Right. Opti for the eye and grab for grabbing it. Use the Opti Grab. Here's some triple X. Keep the change. Wow, thanks. Uh, I can make a lot of money selling this shit. 
That's my Bill Macy impersonation. I, I like. Do you know what? Yeah, let's go with Bill Macy from The Jerk, not from Mod. Uh, yeah, guy from Mod uh, with a dickhead. Um, so, so we've lost two rips in one year. We really have, but we go on. Um, I won Twitter this week, Joe. I won Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you saw my tweet from earlier this week. Uh, Mom and Lom passed away in April. And unbeknownst to us, uh, until a couple days ago, Verizon is still charging her for her phone, which we thought was shut off. And I called Verizon. First of all, couldn't call Verizon. Tried to call Verizon. They said, nope, you have to go to our chat thing. So I'm chatting online. And the person keeps saying, oh, we have to have the pin. I'm like, this lady died seven months ago. Here's the name. Here's Social Security. Here's, I'm holding the bank statement that has the 814-digit number that says, you know, the payment. I have every letter information except that four-digit. And then finally I said to the person, it's like, okay, hold on. I'll go get the shovel or dig her up and ask her, you know, and then gives me, oh, here's a phone number to call. Got the run around with them. So after about an hour, and I've done this once before with Best Buy, I just went to Twitter and I added like Verizon, Verizon Business, Verizon Media, you know, all the things under the thing. I looked up to find like a promoted ad from Verizon, and then I responded to that and added all the different ones. I'm like, this sounds like a great family plan. But before then, make sure you find out if somebody on the plan dies, <laughs> you know, and seven months later, if they let you cancel, you know, the account. And, you know, just a little tweet, less than 240 characters. I know that much. Really surprising. Within moments, I get a respond to that saying, can you DM at this number? Uh, I do. They send me a special number that isn't an 800 number or an 866 number. And a real-life person picked up almost instantly. And, oh, no, we don't need that pin. We can solve this problem right now. Um, So I was able to use Twitter for good. So I won Twitter this week. That That should be the parenting tip every week for no reason. It has nothing to do with raising children. It's just something to... Uh, keep in the back of your mind anytime you have any sort of run-in with any business that has a Twitter handle. Yep. Shame them. I, when I had my Best Buy cart, you know, stolen like two years ago, and even my town police, the detective, you know, from the city, <laughs> I'm not like I don't live in Mayberry, you know, said, "Yeah, they're not helping." And he tried to call; they couldn't get the footage, all this stuff. Then I get a note. Two weeks later saying, you weren't proactive enough. We're still holding you responsible for this computer that you bought two hours away from me. Anyways, and I did the same thing. Lo and behold, they, oh, can you DM us at this, you know, add us at this or the whatever. And mm-hmm. called, they gave me a number and I called it. And lo and behold, like, you know, so, yeah. So shaming on companies on Twitter is not just for celebrities anymore. <laughs> no, it's it, for everybody. It, 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 it really is. Um, so went to Saudi Arabia and, you know, this is, you know, one of the best things about the long flights that I've done over the last few years, catching up on movies. Mm-hmm. I finally got to, and there's so many times I'm like, yeah, that's not worth $70 in a theater. Yeah, that's not worth the $20 Apple TV. Well, maybe that's a red box. But I knew I might have this flight coming up. So recently, uh, oh, let me guess, Land Before Time Marathon. 
No. Uh, I wish. Oh, that's the Emmanuel so series. Yes. Who who thought that they were that far behind <laughs> since times that I was able to get those Skinamax classics? <laughs> um, no, I watched Stuber. Do you, have you seen any of these Stuber? No, I mean, I, I know I've seen the trailer. Uh, Whatever. Uh, you, you can't ever see Stuber. You don't use Uber that much, but you can never get in an Uber again and not ask the guy, have you seen Stuber? <laughs> uh, the, uh, they might have like a little function on the app now that says you cannot ask the driver <laughs> if they've seen Stuber. It's, it's really good. Um, uh, the Upside with uh, Chris Hart and the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Um, Chris Hart or Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Oh, and um, oh, and the um, and Brian Cranston. Right. The dad. The from dad Malcolm from Malcolm in the, in the middle. middle. That's what, when I met him. That's what he was doing. I know him as the dentist who converts to Judaism for the jokes on Seinfeld. Oh wow! Look at look at you. That's a deep dive. Or was no? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I, I almost I almost thought that he was uh, the the proctologist with the vanity license plate. That said ass, ass man. man. <laughs> yeah, no, he was the dentist that converted to Judaism just for the jokes. And uh, and then I forget to look at you. I didn't know that you were that big of a Seinfeld that you were. You know, I, I've seen a handful or two. I'm an American, am I not? You, you 42 are. 42 years young. That's <laughs> throwing my face. Uh, <laughs> Men in Black International, uh, which is funny because Stuber, you know, had the guy, you know, Dax the Destroyer, uh, Men in Black International. Is Chris Helmsworth and um, oh, I can only think of her name from you know Endgame and uh, but I also saw Father Figure, which again, awesome movie. If it's a red box with um, Christopher uh, um, Reeve, no <laughs> Plummer. Why are you doing Robin. this? Uh, Ed Helms, yeah, and Owen Wilson. Okay, and which well, and Christopher nobody because it Chris, wasn't Christopher 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 Walken. Oh, is Christopher in it. Walken. Okay, he is in it. Um, <clears throat> they're brothers who find out their guy they thought that was the dad who abandoned them wasn't, and it's Terry Bradshaw. It sounds like a fucking romp. It, it actually, it actually is pretty good. It I'll, actually I'll, is. I'll is check pretty, it out. Um, so yeah, you know. 16, 17 hour flight there, 16, 17 hour flight back. Did I just watch four movies? You could have read like three or four books. No, because (laughs) they also had uh, Aquaman and Endgame, and I uh, watched Aquaman, which I kind of think I had to. Right. Um, And Endgame, and uh, a couple times. So uh, so that was was my my thing. That was your flight. Yeah. And and now... uh, Great. What about you? What have you done in the two weeks since I've been sitting here? Blacked out. I've completely blacked out the last two weeks of my life. I don't know. I've worked. I've not spoken on uh, audio recording for (laughs) two wonderful weeks. Uh, What else? I don't know. Maybe we can save it later. For the TV, basically all my life is encapsulated in our little TV slash video game recap. Everything else is extracurricular, and I don't do a goddamn thing outside of um, working like a dog for the boss man. Whoa. Working for the company. Whoa, yeah. Loving an elevator. So you have a lot to say when we get to the video game section. Is that, oh, yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Lots of it. 
Lots of it, sure. Sure, I do. <laughs> but um, did, didn't uh, something happen elsewhere in the world? Like awful <laughs> stuff. Am I actually asking for the week in awful? You are. Let's get right into it. So when I do the rundown, I go to Word. Throughout the week, I send you tweets or I send myself notes and emails as kind of the things I want to talk about as they happen. And I call up the last document. And I realized the other day, wait, that was two weeks ago? Like, like we, all the awful stuff we happened about two weeks ago that has completely cycled out. That we're, we're not at all talking about the last time I had done a rundown, we were talking about him asking China, you know, the, the you know, President Clusterfuck. Um, to look into Joe Biden's uh, son. Like openly. And then all these other things. I'm like... Holy shit. Right, it's like opening a time capsule from 1987. And then and then just for shits and giggles, because, you know, I opened up like the two or three before then, <laughs> and I just sat there for a second, and I'm like, how could there only have been a week? Because it's not like we come down here. We come down here every week, and you listen to me rant about, you know, Cadet Bone Spurs. And all the awful, you know, enablers and, you know, people driving the getaway car. Basically, the pieces of shit that is the GOP. But I just can't believe that from week to week, so much stuff happens. Don't you miss the good old days when scandals would drag on? I mean, you had, you had, I mean, Iran-Contra, Watergate, punk rock, North Korea, South Korea, Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) Hey, we didn't start the fire. It was always burning. I can make a lot of money with this shit. <laughs> I just let you go, man. That's but but I, seriously, before we get into it, I just I just had that thing. All right, so the last I was here, the whole thing about Ukraine was one of the big stories where this quid pro quo never happened, never happened, never happened, never happened, never happened. And then it became, well, this whistleblower. And then, you know, Joe and I were talking beforehand, we'll get to it in the video games, like my uh, my 12-year-old has lost the privilege of using games because something he did. But now everybody else is bad. And like I explained to him today, you're mad, you're a prisoner who's mad at that fucking cop who arrested you or the goddamn judge who sent you to jail. It's like, you committed the crime, asshole. And it's the same thing. That whistleblower became the bad guy. They were going to out the whistleblower. Literally, you know, Lindsey Graham saying... If they go forward with this impeachment, I'm going to have the whistleblower. It's like, which is illegal. But again, in the in this administration, it doesn't matter. So anyways, that was the last thing. And then just a couple days ago, you know, is Mulvaney like, what? what, what is he, what is his role, Mulvaney? He's, isn't isn't he, he acting chief of staff? Chief of staff does a press conference and says, of course it was a quick pro quo. That's how government works. That's how policy works. And everybody in the room was like... Again, you know, it, it never happened. It never happened. Here's the evidence that happened. Well, you're making, you know, it's whatever. It's just the fact that, and and I said this the last time we did the podcast. You just can't imagine any other point in history, like William Churchill in like 1940. Carl Winston. Winston. Uh, I keep I confuse him with his little brother all the time. I confu- I use I always confuse Winston Churchill with Winston from Ghostbusters. So. 
<laughs> Don't even get me started there. But go on. So they, but seriously, you know, 1940, U.S. isn't in the war yet, but we're helping. We're supplying England with supplies. They're dependent on, you know, munitions and all these things coming from the United States. And I just can't imagine Churchill calling Roosevelt. Saying, yeah, the bomb rates are bad. We need more supplies. You know, England's about to fall. And him saying, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Senate approved everything. Congress approved everything. Uh, I got an election coming up. <laughs> and I need dirt on uh, whoever ran against him the four times he won the press. I'm not going to deny that there isn't constant quid pro quo happening in politics. You're just not supposed to be so fucking stupid to actually admit it in a press conference as acting chief of staff of the White House. Well, Eve, look, yes, that's it's called negotiation. That's how things work. But there are sometimes there's not negotiation. There's sometimes you say to Ukraine, give up your weapons. We will protect you when they gave up the nuclear weapons. And then us saying, well, now that you gave them up and Russia's already taken part of the country, if you want help that our entire country already that – you know, this, like I said, the House had already proved everything. You know, there, there's, there's, there's a difference between a quid pro quo and flat out extortion, flat out. And again, after the, it was never ambiguous whether you can get aid from a foreign country to help you politically, but with the whole Russia thing, they blurred that line. So the Senate wrote a law last year that actually made it clear. It's like, okay. Just to be really clear, let's make a one-paragraph thing that says you can't ask foreign government for help. Anything about uh, elephants pitching? There? <laughs> well, there is now. They're they're now. <laughs> um, so so it, it is. So that that's. Oh, could uh, I have another drink, please? <laughs> Old Uncle Joe needs a little cold one, Clark. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so, you know, and again, so so that happened just this week, and it kind of for like an hour overshadowed the far, the fact that we're completely fucking the Kurds, and I don't know, it's, it's on Twitter, but this week, fat fuck in the White House comes out and says that they're worse than ISIS, we don't really know who they are, and, but the Daily Show put the side-by-side side where just a year ago he was saying... The Kurds did everything. They're the best fighters we've ever fought with. They helped us defeat ISIS. They were the most effective people fighting. Uh, like, he goes on this diatribe of how great they are. And now, and it's one of those things where, again, everybody loses. Our reputation loses. There's genocide that's on our hand. And the people who win is the dictator Erdogan in, in Turkey, where he has all his hotels. Putin wins because he's backing the Assad regime. Assad wins. Who else wins? Well, let's see. Iran, who's friendly with, with Assad, uh, and ISIS, who the Kurds literally had to abandon the jail where thousands of ISIS fighters were being held you know, captive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's just, again, it's like another huge, huge promise. And this time it's you know not climate, it's not the DACA kids, it's not the trans in the militaries, it's an ally that fought the biggest terrorist threat that we've had since 9-11, and now <clears throat> we're sitting – we're literally sitting here in your basement while they're being – genocide is, is taking place. 100% on our hands. It's, but we're safe. But, but, but we're safe. And it's funny because all these people are now not honoring subpoenas. And just this week – and again, 
everything's on TV. Everything's taped. Everything's out there. And I just wish, whether whether it's a, a Nancy Pelosi or whether it's you know uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren or Bernie, next time they're speaking on the Senate floor, instead of having a passionate speech, they just go to the nearest seventh grade around them. Get the seventh grade AV cart, <laughs> wheel the cart in, and just don't say anything. Just say, okay, uh, exhibit A. And it will be, in this case, Lindsey Graham from 20 years ago when people in the Clinton administration were saying they might not honor the subpoenas because of that. Uh, what was that genocidal scandal that caused hundreds of thousands of people to be murdered? I think it was when he. Uh Oh, and President Clinton lied about getting a blowjob. Oh, yeah, yeah. But all those people died. The um, if you by people you mean the, uh, the sperm and his semen. <laughs> and yes. So and here's Lindsey Graham, very clear as day, saying it's illegal that you have to honor these subpoenas, and if you don't, the sergeants of arms should come to your house and arrest you. Period. The end. And it's funny because and Giuliani did the same thing, right? On Charlie Rose. Uh, flat out like like these this you know and these are for serious things and it was great he was walking to his office and people are shouting the questions and he says you know same rules apply and he just shut the door it's like they're <laughs> literally running running from interviews now but as we said well, the here, press is scary man i mean you know they're they're out there trying to trying to get you at every turn they, they won't let you govern anymore <laughs> well i i it was my favorite screen grab I've seen in a while. There was a panel show on Fox News and the banner, and somebody's like, this is real. This is what they're now talking about on Fox. It was a panel discussion. Thinking too much can increase the effects of aging. <laughs> so old people are watching this. It's like, oh, shit, we better stop thinking. Them. Fox <laughs> News is literally telling their viewers, stop, stop thinking. thinking. You know, but But, I mean... Literally, I was gone, and and when I was was like, wait a minute, the quid pro quo thing happened since since that the the you know the 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 genocide of the Kurds is happening as we speak. Um, let's see. Oh, did you see the some graphic artist took that awesome scene from Kingsman? Did you see the movie The Kingsman? I know what you're talking about. Did you see the clip? Uh yeah, it was a uh, a mass murder in a church. Right, right. The, you know, in the movie, in the movie, Kingsman is is awesome. I think I have it on Apple TV. If you haven't seen it, isn't it like the Kingsman Part Two or something? Like that? It was a sequel to the Kingsman, right? No, Kingsman Kingsman Part Two came after. If, okay, I know you like to watch the sequels first. <laughs> I thought that this clip came from Kingsman Part Two, not no, the first Kingsman. But came, came from the first one. I see. And um, and the actor, the 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 good guy. Is in this like Baptist church somewhere like in Tennessee, Kentucky. What's the fucking difference? When these people are under some control, the, the evil bad guy, and they are all trying to kill him. He's a ninja basically in a really fucking nice suit. And it is probably, I'm trying to think if it is the most brutal, bloody scene I've ever seen in a movie. Um, what what is it? In Kill Bill, do you see Kill Bill? Yeah. The the crazy sixty six or the crazy sixty eight or something like that. There's one scene where she 
takes on a gang. Right, a gang of all these uh, guys in suits that come at her in the house, right? Yeah. And so that, it's it's one and one A, which is the most violent thing. Yeah. And I mean, like, everything. So it's a pretty brutal gun down in a, in a church. People in pews. Right, right. But but it's like, it's not all guns. It's like picking up broken sticks and impaling people. Like, oh, okay. And like, it's, it's a, you know, it's a Baptist church and there's old white ladies who he is snapping their necks but somebody somebody imposed the logos of all the different media outlets and then all the people like rosie o'donnell like oh let's let's throw her in the mix uh one of the people that and who was doing who did the who was the 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 killer that was being oh that that would be uh one donald uh donald day trump trump you know (laughs) fuck stick trump um so so donald trump is yeah his picture his face was superimposed on the murderer of, and the slaughterer, right? And it, it's, and the victims it, were all of the Kathy all Griffin, like Kathy Griffin, yeah. who have you have you well know her life was ruined, like completely. I almost I'm going to say completely turned upside down. Completely turned upside down. Why is that funny? Because I, I, the last time I think I used that term, you went off on a you you did the entire. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That, oh, was, my, oh, that was my oh, signaling okay. for you to flipped, turned upside down. Okay, right. I was actually, you know, thinking uh, upside down. Boy, you turned me inside out, fellow Frisco. <laughs> so, and here's the great thing: shitball plays that at a function. At a Mar-a-Lago function, right? like, 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 oh, how great is this? And it's true. So Kathy Griffin can't do a parody thing of killing him, but it's okay. And then he says, "Whoever did it was a genius. I know who did it, but I'm not going to out the person because he doesn't want the person to be persecuted for doing this." And he knows that snitches get stitches. But at the same time, it is demanding to know who outed him, the whistleblower. Over a national, like literally a, a crisis, yeah. an absolute, after, yeah, yeah, yeah. After breaking a, a national law, yeah, okay, you know, but but I mean, yeah, again, isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? What the president who's crazy is doing? But the best thing is the tone <laughs> deafness of all. And again, it, they know what they're doing. They literally, but traitor taught, you know, Donnie Jr. And there was within a wave of like three days, like. Uh, Megan McCain, I'm trying to get them all straight, like Donnie Jr. Uh, and a couple other children of these people. Children of the con. Go, uh, thank you. Thank it's you. It's been used before. I'm, but it's I'm brilliant. Right. Uh, hey, still from best. Uh, go on Fox News attacking Hunter Biden, saying that nepotism is probably the worst crisis. And, and that is what crisis. the swamp is, crisis. And that's what's. The swamp is all about. That's the worst part about the swamp is the nepotism. And it's like just Right. Coming from Megan McCain. You, but coming from you, Don you, Jr. But yeah. Right. Right. And, you know, and, and for Don Jr. to be saying Hunter Biden should be in jail. It's like Yeah, I know. It's, okay, you know, you know your dad's actually not gang and not gonna be there forever. And although William Barr, who went to the Senate floor last week and gave a complete Christian fundamentalist um, outlining of why he's doing and not doing the things he is, completely based on his his like Jesus is telling him to do this. Well, he, uh, you know, I, I don't. He's like a devout Catholic, but 
like crazy. Like, like, but I, I don't know if is that Christian fundamentalist if he's a devout Catholic. But he was saying, like, basically his scripture doesn't allow him to do X, Y, and C. He's governing ah. via the Bible, which oh, good is. It's a, it's a sound document. What was uh? It's been around. I just wish our forefathers had the foresight, the foreskin to think. Wait, maybe maybe we left tyrannical rule by biblical text, and in our new place we should have a place for the Bible, but government should be separate. I wish that they had thought that through. Yeah, you you would think that. You know, you're going to found a country, you're going to lay some ground rules, maybe keep religion out of it. Yeah, you know, maybe explain that in some sort of document. Well, put it, put it in writing. Too bad, too bad they didn't do that. No. You know, I, I think we'd be much better off if those rules were to make. Oh, so really? Who's the bad guy? I know. You yeah, know? Right. Like, why? Yeah. We should stop doing this podcast. I agree. <laughs> we should stop, you know, bitching and moaning like the liberal snowflakes that we are. Saying the same things over and over again every week. No, folks, are you tired out there? Are you? When, are you still listening? Is, no, we're not talking the same. That's what. That's well, how I started by I like guess. we have different. But, but at least here, I'll throw you a curveball. It's not all Republicans that are pieces of shit. There are some Democrats that are pieces of shit, such as uh, is it Gabbard? How do you say her first oh, name? Oh, Tulsi Gabbard. So about two or three weeks ago. There started to be these conspiracy rumblings that the Russians are starting to fund a third party candidate who's a Democrat. That that was a rule that was like the whispers going on about two or three weeks ago. And as of last night, I think we know who our Manchurian candidate is. Did you read her Twitter? And my my favorite my favorite thing I saw on Twitter is like did Donald Trump get a hold of her Twitter? <laughs> like, did did he hack into that? No, there weren't any misspellings. But <laughs> well played. Yeah, Tulsi Gabbard was called out, and I guess um, Hillary Clinton, in an interview, said that Russia was going to be using a third party or trying to set up a th- and fund a third party candidate who was on the Democratic side to r- eventually run as an independent. To disrupt the elections, using false information and fake news and propaganda and all that stuff. And in the interview, she said she used the pronoun she when referring to a current candidate. And, of course, that set all the eyes on Tulsi Gabbard. So Tulsi Gabbard goes on Twitter and responds to Hillary Clinton, saying that, thank you for exposing yourself as the propagandist and... You know, um, the, uh, the 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 the, the, perp- the perpetrator of all of these um, false claims and uh, and conspiracy theories and this and that. It was like a three tweet rant, and um, but of course, I think the night before, two nights before, Tulsi Gabbard out of nowhere decided to bash Hillary Clinton by name. In one of her responses during the debate, and it's just like, well, you know, obviously, if you're bashing Hillary Clinton out of nowhere, she's on your mind for a reason, and uh, that reason is that she can smell a rat, and she's going to tell on you, and she did. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard is eventually going to run as an independent. Is that what we're looking? That's at what we're looking. And you know, so yeah, so not you know, all all GOP people are pieces of shit, but not all Democrats are great. There are a couple, you know. Bat pieces of shit, and she's. And I think she's a Democrat in name only. I mean, right, pretty honest. Well, I mean, <laughs> from the first debate, there was a lot of people who were like, "There's three or four people up there that should be on the GOP ticket." One of these things is not like the others. Yeah, she was doing. A, she had. She's an Assad apologist, or has been accused of being an Assad apologist. Find people on both sides, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, she is. Uh, she she does. I guess adhere to some sort of the law. There are some Republican talking points that she has, I guess, regurgitated in past um, public statements. So, um, and um, she's super hot and military. So obviously, she has no business of being in the Republican in the Democratic Party. Right. And wasn't she? Wasn't she? Is she also the one that was like mental illness? Is it's all in your head? I think that was Marianne Williamson. Okay, yeah, she's right. the nutty one that fell off the off there. So there was but, a couple, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know about this Tulsi Gabbard being, you know, um, you know, being more conservative leaning and maybe going to run on a independent ticket because you know what kind of person like that would go on Tucker Carlson? Thank you. Which <laughs> Thank oh you. wait, she did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But on happier news, well, I don't know if it's happier news. Since we did our podcast, Bernie had his heart procedure yep. and is back out there. He today is at his first rally since then, and where he is getting um, AOC is a featured speaker and officially um, endorsed him for president. Mm-hmm. He got three of the four squad members to endorse him. Uh, it was AOC, Ilhan Omar, and it was a Talib, um, what's her name? I mean, I'm a little bummed just because I'm on Team Warren, but yeah, I'm also a hundred percent on Team whoever becomes a nominee. Yep. Well, Warren is apparently leading the polls, right? If you believe those fucking things, you know. I guess if you believe one, you got to believe them all, right? Am I right? <laughs> well, the last poll that I saw, Mister Prime, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess like fifty five percent of Fox viewers believe there should be an impeachment inquiry. Hmm. Which when the Fox poll is above fifty percent, you know. Uh-huh. And that's after they threw out like Shepard Smith. But then I saw a little sharpie negative <laughs> next to that fifty five. So Do you have a self indulgent theater thing that you've been working up for me the last two weeks? I haven't been thinking a a drop about this podcast in the past two weeks. No. Do you want to throw something at me besides this Twix bar? You know, well, you've already already gone down. Is there a William Macy? Uh, uh, Bill Macy? Bill Macy thing? Not really. No, no. no. Can you you smack him? Rip Taylor? Yeah. Can you you do a Rip Taylor? Can I? I don't know. Can I? I, this is a voice. I think you missed your chance. I <laughs> See the hey <laughs> Using the whole fist, Doc? <laughs> uh, lordy. Lordy, lordy, lordy. I don't know. I guess we can just stop here and then maybe not do it self-indulgent theater, but indulge me in a defunct sponsor of the week. You just put tears to the eyes of 50,000 truck drivers. <laughs> 
Nice seeing you again. She never gets hysterical. Excitement. You fire hydrant! Maud will leave you speechless. So I I battled myself uh, as far as LeBron James. You know, I I won. I've always like I first of all, I just love the name LeFraud James. You know, uh, I'm not a big basketball guy. I'm stuck in the bird magic era. Um, I think that was the greatest era in basketball. Never been a huge Jordan guy. I think Jordan got too much, you know, credit because he needed the supporting cast. He wasn't, he literally, I mean, he was great. He's, he's one of the greatest. He probably is the greatest, but he needed, you know, he needed Dennis Rodman, you know, who's ever needed Dennis Rodman besides Kim Jong-un. And, um, and Bird needed, uh, didn't need Robert Parrish, didn't need Danny Ainge, didn't need McHale. No, well, the difference, the, literally the difference is he made players. But anyways, I'm not ah, going down that rabbit hole. You know, and, and LeBron is a freak of nature, and it is amazing. He's dragged horrible teams to the finals. He literally has dragged some of the worst teams, you know, to the finals, um, to to conference championships. You know, he he. He put his dream team together and he won, you know, his rings and he, you know, down in Miami, he went back. But I'm not talking about the basketball aspect of LaFra James. Last week, the NBA was playing, or a couple weeks ago now, was playing in China, was playing, you know, playing a couple of exhibition games in China. And the GM of the Houston uh, Rockets sends out a tweet basically showing support for the, you know, uh, do you call them victims in, in, in the Hong, Hong Kong? Kong protesters? Yeah, the Hong Kong protesters, like which China absolutely lost their shit. Like literally shut down the games, like scrubbed the internet of like Houston Rocket stuff. Like you could get Nick stuff and Laker <laughs> stuff, but they did. They scrubbed the internet there, you know, of all this. And even and and, and fucking bloaters. You know, is talking about like you know Popovich, who's very outspoken about like, oh, he's basically calling him a pussy for not, you know, speaking out against. Oh, you're not so tough now. You you talk shit about our country, but not their country. It's like, well, yeah, he's an American. He's worried about making our country better. You fuckhead. Um, but was what was really interesting is a week later, as cooler heads prevailed and stuff like that. LeBron James is was calling for the firing of the GM of the Houston Rockets who sent out the tweet and 100% allying, basically bowing down to the Chinese government. Now, why would LeBron James, an American basketball player, and that's all he is, why would he care what China thinks of him or the NBA? Correct, right. Now, this is, the, however, the same LeBron James, LeFraud James, who railed against the NFL for Kaepernick and for Kaepernick being blackballed. And he stood with him so much, like literally went out of his way to get on a pedestal and say, you know, that like Kaepernick is a hero. He stood up for free speech. He stood up for what he believes in. He's not taking a knee for himself. He put his career on the line to bring attention to the Black Lives Matter and, and, you know, and that whole movement and that the NFL with its collusion and all this stuff, that it's evil and blah, 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 you know, and he 
piled on with like some some of the NFL owners have that slave mentality, you know, and that's how they run their team and organizations. Um, he spoke out the day that Cap won his big lawsuit against the NFL about the justice was done because he was blackballed because it's free speech because it's America. Yeah, it didn't doesn't doesn't have the same, you know. Yeah, but why it, would he do that? Oh, I, again. Oh. Maybe I could answer that question. Good, good, good. Well, I'm looking because I I can't see an answer anywhere. Could enlighten me. Well, I think according to um, the news, <laughs> LeBron James has an, a a partnership with Nike. What? Yes, he still has a partnership with a sneaker manufacturer. But but that's an American company, right? We're, they only sell to Americans, and, and their sneakers are all made in America, right? By American union workers. You know what? I treat would... it like decent human beings with decent wages. I'm checking uh, the news again. Apparently, no. They do considerable business in China. So maybe LeBron James is going to bat for China because of maybe some business opportunities that may be soured if that were to fall through. And it's already cost millions upon millions upon millions with the NBA. And, and that's it. It's like... That that is now the golden goose. It's a China market for American sports. It's like the NFL. The NFL has to get there. They're, the NFL can't have more people watching the NFL games here. Um, they all need the China market, and it's the same thing. You know, a huge producer. You know, you know, friend of mine had pointed out about like fifteen years ago how many movies are now taking place there. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if it's like the Avengers, like you know, Age of Ultron. It's like, oh, Ultron had a flee to China where they had a track. I mean, all these movies are incorporating, you know, China because Chinese people, just like American people, want to see, oh, representation. You know, it's like this, that's a Golden Gate Bridge. That's you know, that's in my backyard. You know, kind of stuff. Yeah, and then um, did you hear about this? Is off topic, but. Top Gun Maverick. Apparently, there were some patches or references to either I think it was Japan and maybe Taiwan or something like that, and they had them removed because oh. of the Chinese distribution. Oh. You know, so there's little things like that. But South Park did a great episode about it a couple of weeks ago. Good. It's been talked about. It's uh, where uh, Stan's dad is a local weed farmer like because it's weed is legal in Colorado. Yep. So the whole season now is they um started this farm that um you know uh, grows weed. He's trying to expand his business and he learns that there's a big market in China. So he goes to fly out to China and while he's on the plane he's talking to other businessmen who are with other companies like from like Disney and Google and all these places are trying to and Apple are flying to China to you know keep their connections going with China and then um, he uh, he gets thrown in prison for some reason, and he learns about how um, how bad China really is. But how it's basically commenting on how businesses in America are bending over backwards to please the Chinese overlords, and you know just to get that sweet sweet billion people money right. that's over there. So um, it's a thing, and it won't go away. And we're gonna live in the dystopian future. The end. No, I mean, the sidebar for a second off your sidebar. I remember when I was in Qatar and they were getting, and rightfully so, 
shunned around the world because of the rate of death for the workers there. You know, it's like two or three people were dying almost a day for a couple year period of window building the stadiums. They're building everything at once. And there's no OSHA. There's no unions. There's no nothing. You know, there's, you know, they barely have safety helmets. And they're not even Qatari citizens. Oh, no, no. Qatari citizens don't work. No, it was all the migrant workers from India. The Philippines. And the Philippines. I mean, getting basically living in squalor, like 20 people to a room. I, I, it, it's breathtaking how bad. Now, I will say that a lot of reforms came in. It got a lot better. But I was talking to a Qatari who was like, yeah, it's awful. And there is a push, and these are as the changes are happening. But he said, "But I'm I'm really, you know, I, we don't take the world that seriously because, you know, everybody is reading these articles on their iPhones or their Samsung, you know, phones made by slave labor in China in the in, in the same thing. It's like, and it's true. It's like you've seen all the articles where, you know, it, it be an entire." Like three months of wages for an employee, you know, at Apple in China to be able to buy a phone. So I think what you're saying here is the world sucks. The world business sucks. sucks. Business sucks. Uh, slavery is just going to migrate from right. ethnic group to ethnic group as. And, well, as the and, world and that's turns. another thing he said. He goes, he goes. Yeah, it's easy for America to say, "Oh, Qatar is awful for using slave wage, you know, slave labor." And how was your infrastructure built? How was the infrastructure of London built? He goes, you know, every great society from the pyramids to today is built on the back of slavery. And he wasn't saying, yay, slavery. But he's like, yeah, yeah. We, we, we need to get better. And we are. And this is wrong. But, the, you, know, what, you know what they say about ugly fat people playing Twister naked in glass houses? Um, I, I don't think they say anything because they're, <laughs> they're coming so hard. So back to sport. Uh, so LeFron James is uh, not not really the uh, spokesperson for human rights and change and fairness. And, you know, he just... He's a hypocrite like 100% of human beings? Uh, except you and I. With the exception of you and I. Yes. 100%. Uh, you know who else is pieces of shit? Uh, Yankee fans. And, and this is old now by the time we're talking about it, but I'm going to put it up. So in the first round of the playoffs, they were playing, and I... I Cannot find where I wrote the the pitcher's name down. One of the pitchers on the other team was he an elephant? Uh, Joe, <laughs> nothing in the rule book that says an elephant can't pitch. Thank you. So, but the guy when he was like in Double A baseball and Triple A baseball, you know, had a big article had come out about him. Drove Uber in his off hours to keep the dream alive. You know, he's a struggling, you know, struggling minor league baseball player. Uh, talk about slave wages, uh -huh. but seriously. And so Yankee fans, when he came out to the mount, were pitching, you know, Uber. It's like, dude, he should be applauded, like for that. You should like look at that guy and think, you know, that that's that's the American story. Like, but by the way, I want to also say that that was on Lyft night when they were chanting <laughs> that. So maybe the fix was in. <laughs> Thank you for that, Joe. We have a rare opportunity right now. Well, first of all, uh, since day two, day three of the podcast, I think we established the countdown clock to hating Brady. And I think it was set at five years. Uh huh. So what? What are we up to now? We, I think. I think. I think we're there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think we're pretty close. Fuck Brady. To so see, Biff, you wait long enough, and good things happen. 
Because we had said, as soon as he retires, or as soon as he goes to another team, and the TB12 thing becomes his whole focus of his life, you know, his version of Scientology, which it's hard to argue that it's not basically Scientology, what he's pushing now, but his brand of Scientology. I mean, the book does have a volcano on it. Not only does a book have a volcano on it, <laughs> the person who reads the book is the voiceover person who read all the Dynetic books. Oh, wow. It, it's the same. You know, we talked about It's the same guy. It's like there are thousands of professional audiobook readers and voiceover people and they just happen to get the same guy happen to get the same you know guy any you know in the billboards that were out on the 93 highway here last year because he spoke with um uh who's who, who's uh empowerment guy t- t- oh tony robbins t- tony robbins he was doing speaking engagements in boston with tony robbins and we're like mm. Man, I hope you win us a couple more Super Bowls, but we're really going to hate you. And then, you know, two years ago, he does the Tom versus Time thing through the playoffs. You know, that's the that's the uh, that's the Super Bowl that didn't have the outcome we would have helped, uh, would have hoped for. But it's like, okay, well, I'm glad you're team first, not a me, me, me kind of guy, Tom. Right. Um, and so just after I sent Joe the rundown last night, it was an hour or so later that I see all these posts online. Um, Paul Rudd, who I love, uh, I guess has a new show on on Netflix, which I wasn't, wasn't aware of. Yeah. And Tom Brady did a 42-second skit, only had a couple lines, but it's Tom Brady coming out of an Asian massage parlor in a strip mall, uh, bragging that he's been there six times. Gets in the back of a limousine. Um, thoughts on this, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I think it, um, it. the optics are not exactly uh, favorable, I guess, when you're trying to forget about Robert Kraft and his little misgivings and um, his um, his incident with the Orchids of Asia Spa. Um but, well, uh, maybe this was shot before that happened, Joe. Well, no. Apparently, I learned, on, again, on the news, that even though the uh, spa sketch was uh, scheduled prior to the incident coming out, it was filmed after the incident had come out about Robert Kraft and Paul Rudd and even the director of wait, the... Wait, wait, wait. Was Brady locked into an iron... Ca- you know, an ironclad contract that was deemed... Unbreakable. Giuliani was his lawyer. All right, so let's maybe that's why. So maybe he had to do it because he had an ironclad contract that said he couldn't get out of it. Right? Is that what it was? I guess, according to sources, he was just okay with it and just did it. Yeah, but who are these sources? <laughs> the director of the show and Paul Rudd. Um, so okay, so yeah, he's having a little fun with it. You know what? What do you think? Are you reading way too into this? Are you are you saying that Tom Brady has some sort of vindictive um, axe to grind with the owner of the New England Patriots for some unknown reason? Well, just because since he hit 40, he's only done one-year contracts with no team options. Um, and that he still takes a, a, what you would consider by today's market a reduced rate in order to build a better team around him. Um, and that the Patriots 
really fucked up by going out and getting AB, who lasted 11 days here. And Tom Brady has openly been lobbying to keep him. And, you know, as I was saying, we now have a rare opportunity, Joe, where we get to talk about a Patriot game. That hasn't happened yet. That hasn't happened yet. Right. And we were actually, <laughs> the last time we broadcast, the Patriots were a measly 4-0. And now, now they are six and zero. Six and zero going into week seven against a fully healthy. I like to call it strong seven, but go on. <laughs> a fully healthy uh, uh, Donaldson, the the quarterback for the Jets, who the last time the Patriots played the Jets like four weeks ago, not getting their backup quarterback. Their their starting quarterback was out with mono. Their backup quarterback was knocked out of the like the fourth quarter of the game beforehand. So they literally played a game against a first-time practice squad, never QB'd in the NFL guy who has since been literally he might be working at a at Trader Joe's now with the guy <laughs> from the Cosby show. <laughs> um but he but seriously, um Tom Brady goes to uh, New York to play the Jets tonight, mm-hmm. and with the or last night if you're listening on Tuesday. Yeah, that's true. Or, or the night before if you're listening. Or Monday night if you're listening. You know, six months from now, probably. So we, uh, but seriously, it, it's one of those things where yes, the offense sucks. It just sucks. It, everything about and his stats aren't great. And he, uh, he literally, like, we've always taken pride that he doesn't care about stats, you know. And um, but he doesn't have anybody to throw to. He he goes into to, he goes into tonight's game with two tight ends who haven't played at all this year. Now one of them is Ben Watson, you know, thirty seven years old, a fourteen year NFL veteran. And he started the season on a four-game suspension, then came off suspension, and the Patriots released him because they didn't have the money because they had given it all to Antonio Brown. Like, literally, (laughs) they had to cut a couple people two weeks later to bring him back. He hasn't played. He hasn't played all year. The other guy is a rookie who hasn't played. So he goes into tomorrow's game with two tight ends who haven't played. He goes into tomorrow's game with Julian Edelman. And Joe, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's almost like when Bugs Bunny had to play every position. First base, Bugs Bunny. It's gonna be yeah. <laughs> wide receiver Tom Brady, tight end Tom Brady. <laughs> and, and, and it's true. It's his off his offensive line, which we hope will get better. You know, they had a stud. You know, their their you know, second round draft pick last year, who's hurt. You know, who hopefully will come back at one point. But right now, his offensive line sucks, and there's and the running game sucks. And yeah, the running game sucks because Phony Michelle is a pedestrian running back at best. But there's been so many clips that. You know, Patriot apologizes. Patriot apologizes. Will post where they'll show there's four defenders in the backfield within a second of the ball being snapped, and it's like, is it really his fault he didn't break for a twenty yard, you know, pick up on that play, or that Brady threw the ball away or hit the dirt because he didn't want to get crushed, um, and you don't blame him. But seriously, the the Josh Gordon isn't playing tonight. Um, you know, Demarius Thomas, who's playing for the Jets, and we mocked the Jets because when the Patriots released him, they didn't pick him up. And then when the Patriots signed him back, you know, 
And then AB comes available, then the Jets trade for him, and Demarius Thomas is upset that he's playing for the He's openly upset that the Patriots lied to me. It's like, no, they brought you in. You were going to be part of the team. Somebody much better than you came along. Uh, it's called football. It's called life. You know, I mean, if, if, if we have been in Saudi Arabia and Jason Momoa put the moves on management, would I really falter because of such an upgrade? Uh, but, but so they, they literally have Julian Edelman, two rookies, um, Dorsett, who's a decent third, fourth option, but he's been out the last three games. And I think a duck on wheels with a target painted <laughs> on his back. <laughs> I would give anything to get that duck. But with the salary cap the way it is. Um, that said, you got a prediction for what 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 oh god what, what, what did it say? It's taped to the corner of the table. Hold on a second. I'm trying to see because I have I found my copy of what you had said and what I had said. Do you have you what you had said on there? Um, what can I make of this? Actually, I, have, I can make a hat. I can make a pro. Oh, we're we're in week six. We're 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 in week seven. Seven. Okay. So why is this off? Hmm. Oh, we're get? going into week seven. Okay. Yeah. What do you got? All right. Oh, I, I know what I did wrong. Okay. Um, you got out of bed. <laughs> I, God damn it! Uh, against the Jets, I had twenty three sixteen. You have thirty two ten. So I'm gonna have to say. Uh, my thirty-two ten. The ten might hold. The t- the defense might hold. I'd be stunned if the defense if the offense gets more than twenty-four points. Because at the time, we had healthy wide receivers. At the time, we thought Ben Watson was going to have been on the team for three weeks. At the time, we had a kicker. But so for that, I'll still I'll still I'll still ke- keep with the point spread in Vegas is nine nine and a half. I say the cover. Mm-hmm. But a quick update. What 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 at this point of the season? Do I have it at seven zero this point of the season? Uh yes. Okay. So so far I've been right. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. So when do I have their first loss? Their first loss, according to you, comes against the Ravens in a couple of more weeks. Okay. On November third. Um, also, a, is that a, that's a Sunday night game. So yeah. So most of the games at the beginning of the season were the one o'clock games, except the first one. But I think most of the next like four or five, five or six games, five of the next six games are afternoon. Yeah, they're late games. You know, and their last game was a Thursday night game. That so Thursday night to Monday night. Yeah, Thursday night, Monday night, afternoon, Sunday night, uh, afternoon, afternoon. I think Monday but night. But four thirty afternoons or one? Four thirty. Oh yeah, so they're the later. The later so games. yeah, four thirty, four thirty. Yeah, yeah. So uh okay. You know. But uh, you know, the pay, the pats are rolling along. Uh, thank God for that weak schedule that they got. I mean, it's like it, it, it's, it's working out for Brad. It, it well and and People who are getting excited about the defense. Uh, the, the defense is great. You can only play the teams that you are scheduled to play. Uh-huh. But even though they're playing shitty people, they're not playing down. The defense has been amazing. Like, they've given up one rushing touchdown. Uh, the defense, through six games, the defense has given up three touchdowns. That's it. Three touchdowns. The defense itself has scored five touchdowns. <laughs> like, And I don't mean, oh, they recovered the ball and Tom Brady ended up putting it in. I mean... You know, pick six, sixes, right. uh, punts that are blocked. You know, fumbles recovered. The defense has outscored in the six games he played so far: five touchdowns to three. But now that brings us into what are you watching, Joe? Oh, good. We're gonna skip random video again. No, okay. Oh, wait. Yes. Can I have it backwards. I was looking at backwards. No, let's get it. 
Are we reviewing? Do you want to tell the story about? Like, no, it's just a game that my son plays. You know, Jimmy it, Neutron for Game Gear. I mean, for GameCube. Oh, but but it's because the interweb went down. Right, the internet was out for uh, a day. Yes, the, we had a short circuit in our um, our FiOS box when the power surge hit during the storm on Wednesday night, and uh, yeah, we were out of. Uh, internet for one day so they were forced to live like the caveman once did and play <laughs> games that were not reliant on internet access on uh, the gamecube and other things down in the basement so they had to come down to the sad cave for a day and um yeah oh, and, oh by the way i can't see the thing from here so hey, anymore so um what is it what does it start with an r okay give what, me an r what's the second letter uh, give me an E. Get, what's the third line? Is it Renegade? Give me an E. It's All Renegade. Right. All right. All right. You, you've christened it again. Renegade from Taito for the NES is what Jacques grabbed off the wall while I was rambling about my kids having to suffer through a day without internet. Like it was 1995 or something. God damn it. Um, so uh, this is a game where I think it's like a, it's like a beat-em-up game, kind of like Double Dragons, I think. I think. <laughs> um, it's a, it's based off of a an arcade game like most games on the internet Nintendo Entertainment System were back in the day. It's um, you're you're basically like this martial artist guy who's probably out for revenge or uh, something or other, and you have to beat up thugs with uh, who have uh, pipes and chains and bats and uh, no guns though, no guns, uh, not that I know of, not at least not on the cover of the uh, cartridge. So I I don't I think I might have played this once or twice in my life. May I'm sure this is a fine port. I'm gonna say that Pat Contry, who wrote the book Ultimate Nintendo, gave it three stars. And what what what? Yeah, three and a half stars. And it's a beat 'em up. Uh, this uh, this is from the book. This very early example of the beat 'em up genre consists of single screen action where the player stars as Mr. K and must take out groups of similarly dressed thugs. Mr. K has a good variety of attacks from the start, including kicks, punches, jump kicks, running attacks, knees after grabs, and shoulder throws, and pin-down attacks. Yada, yada, yada. And, um, yep, it's a, it's a game <laughs> that you play on your Nintendo from, you know, in 1988. I, uh... Thank you for that. I usually we st we start the video game thing by me asking you what have you played, o other than the one day you didn't have power in the last two weeks. Have you played anything? Well, it's funny about the game. The day we had no power, I was on the final boss of Link's Awakening, the Zelda, the new Zelda remake that came out for the Switch, and it was late at night, and I was playing on my TV with the Switch in its dock, and I'm in the boss fight, and the power goes out, so I'm like, oh no. I hit pause on the controller. I picked up the switch that was on the dock that has a fully charged battery. Yeah. And then I just finished playing and I beat the game. So I beat Link's Awakening for the Nintendo Switch. Yay. First time? Um, is it? No, I think actually I actually owned that game. This is what you're right. No, I'm holding, a, I'm holding for applause. Okay. Um, I had that game. When, don't do it, please. <laughs> I, I didn't want to end this, please. So I... I beat the game originally when I had it for the original Game Boy. It's a remake of an old Game Boy game from the mid-90s. And I beat it then. And I don't think I've really... Pl I've played a little bit of it here and there on, like, emulator and stuff. But, yeah, first time beating this iteration 
of the uh, of the classic and a uh, Nintendo game. So apparently there's like a, a secret ending or a special ending if you beat it without dying, which I guess is pretty easy. It's you know all things considered, it's if you know what you're doing, it's a pretty simple game to kind of get through. But I, I'm not doing that. I'm just you know I'm moving on. I guess maybe I'll maybe I'll try to hundred percent it or whatever. But it, it's fine. It's a nice game, so did, I beat that. Did you look up what the special ending is, or are you gonna? Wait? I think no. I think I actually yeah, I saw a video that revealed it. Uh, one, you know the, the completionist guy, right? Right. He did the video. The about guy with this. the beard power. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, he uh, he completed it, and I think they showed the ending in the review, and I was like, oh, that's nice. So now I don't have to, you know, hundred percent it or play it without dying because I'm not some fucking nerd. What uh. What, what what am I playing right now, Joe? Playing games with me, baby. I don't know. So so uh, I told Joe beforehand. We had talked about it before on the podcast. Um, we were thinking about ripping off the band aid with the games at the house. Um, I play I play way too much for a guy fifty. <laughs> I just do. Um, and the boys play way well. They don't play way too much. They only play on the weekend. But they, you know, it was their entire like. The only reason they got a bet Monday through Friday was so that they come off and we'll play. And uh and we're going to see if we can get like yeah management says three months. Uh, I'll be happy if we get through two solid months, two and a half. Maybe Christmas break, you know, bring them out. So sadly, you know, I I uh because I know it's you know, a couple weeks, three or four weeks, we'll start talking about what we're gonna get for Christmas, and I know. We both talked about VR. I mean, I really want to play that lightsaber or lightsaber, whatever that game is. Uh-huh. You know the game I'm talking about? We I have think. the two Joy-Cons and like things are flying yeah, at you think, and you yeah, have it's to... Yeah, like a Star Wars game. Yeah. 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 And, and there's like a ripoff kind of of it. It's not... A, they can't say lightsaber, but basically it's... And it looks awesome. I, I've seen... Glowy sword. <laughs> seen him playing it like on Jimmy Kimmel. Like he has celebrities come on and play it and stuff like that. And right. So is it... We don't want to get into... Not not too detailed. Oh, yeah. What, we can. Uh, um, so why is Epic there... Epic Games. Yeah. Why is there a ban on video games? What happened... In your life, that caused this uh, this sudden change of culture in your household. So we had talked about it and talked about it, and how much you know the the oldest one is is addicted to the games. Like uh, you know, and we've all seen people with addiction in our life. It's like, yeah, this is not good. Um, go on. I had to go to the other side of the world, and he had to stay at my mom's house, and we were really, really. Trying to make him not take the games with them. Um, I've been working on this deal for six months. Was going to be gone about a 72 to 75 hour window. You know, his grandmother doesn't like kids playing games like this. They should all be outside, you know, playing kick the can or rolling a hoop down the street with a stick. <laughs> you, you, got, you got more. You want to you jump on in? Nothing that I don't want to <laughs> broadcast. You know, I got a couple of other ideas. You know, play count the rickets. You know, <laughs> you know whatever, whatever they, they played in like the 40s. Um, but and we couldn't, we're like, okay, we don't think you should take the games, but he, he had to. It's like, okay, I don't think you should take the So I guess, you know, he was fine on Friday. He was fine all day Saturday because he has boxing jiu-jitsu. He has, you know, usually piano, but didn't have it. Uh, has water polo. But his whole life for the two weeks before was talking about this live event that Epic Game is going to have. For what? 
uh, for Fortnite. Ah. And Fortnite has these live event. Like, I think it's every two weeks or monthly or maybe quarterly. But these live events are pretty. And we had a situation this summer where he had a meltdown that I didn't let him bring his PS4 on our drive across the country to go to every six flags because <laughs> well, that's not enough for him. And then we had he had a meltdown coming back because we had like four or five more days to the drive and he had to be home in like two or three days because there was going to be some live events. And I'm like, because Wapner's on. Right, Wapner. It, 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 dude, management hates when I call it that, when I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he's Rain Manning. She hates it with a passion when I use it, but it, it's the same thing. It's literally the same thing. So, you know, we're driving home, you know, we're Maryland. We're at Six Flags in Maryland. We got two Six Flags on the way home. And he's like, basically, he made himself sick with anxiety. So he won. We had to come home. And it was like, this is bad. We got to do something about it. And we limited it. We put some checks and balance in place, but he's had a couple meltdowns and. So flash forward to this past weekend, he was counting on this epic game thing. Did you see it? Were, were your boys playing it? Are they, no, they're, they not, don't, they're not doing Fortnite. My boys don't play Fortnite, but I'd heard about the event on the news. And that's how big this right. thing got. Uh, I guess the, the, the long and the short of it is that this was the end of their current season, and they were going to introduce a new season of Fortnite. I guess they change out like storylines or whatever on this Massive Fortnite, if you don't know, is a massive online multiplayer game. It's a battle royale game where you're dropped into a situation, you have to like forge for supplies and ammunition, and whatever, and then you go do battle with other teams that are playing online simultaneously at the same time, and you're like trying to, I don't know, win battles or some shit. Anyways, and you choose characters, but there's a whole storyline that's integrated into this battle royale game. Well, Fortnite apparently was going to. Uh, change into the new season. And, and I guess the way Epic Games, who makes Fortnite, wanted to do this was to literally blow up the game. Apparently, in the universe, there was a rocket that was launched into the air. It exploded. It caused a... It started forming a black hole that sucked the entire environs into the black yeah, hole. Yeah, a meteor, a meteor came down. Okay. Like, but it was six, six missiles yep. come down. And as it... You, if you look up, and I only again saw this, you see a meteor, and you see six missiles that kind of spread out to the different corners, different parts of the map. Yep. And then it hits dead center of the map, and then and then yeah, it still it opens up a black hole that sucks in everything, include like, everybody, every player, every character, every battle bus, every everything gets sucked into the black hole, and what's left for uh, I guess a couple of hours during this live event, six hours, six hours. <laughs> is literally a black screen with if you remember if you those of you who are old enough will remember this remember when in the old tube TVs in the 60s and 70s you turn it off and there would be this little pinhole white dot in the middle of the screen that's what people were staring at for 6 hours apparently and players were losing their shit they didn't real they didn't know was was there a, a bug is this a troll is this like is this the end of Fortnite forever and people were losing their minds, and apparently your son was not uh, Lost. excluded from that. Now, working on this Saudi Arabia deal for six months, <laughs> all hinged on a four-hour window in which I had to go and buy a suit. Spent a lot of money on a suit to go to this thing. Last time I wore a suit, the phrase, with the defendant, please rise, was going to be uttered. And there I am, and honestly... 
I wish I could make something like this up, you know? Would you believe? This was something out of a wacky sitcom. I'm sitting at a table between Jackie Chan and Jason Momoa, and the wife says, we have to go now. And I'm like, I can't go now. I have to sit here for for different reasons. I, I wasn't doing it because, oh, it's cool. It's like there was some drama going on. I literally had to get up and go in the hallway where my sister was FaceTiming us from the other side of the world saying, uh, mom's on the way to the hospital. She's having an anxiety attack because your eldest is melting down that much. Like, and, and we've seen these meltdowns before. My mom, my mom hasn't. Well, this, is, this is a dark side of things. And honestly, in, in management, it's like, well, let me see the TV, you know. Flashback like eight, nine years ago. He's like two or three. We're visiting. We had just got to my parents' house from LA, and my parents had a brand new $5,000 TV that he threw something not at the TV, hit by the hit the TV, spidered it. And flash forward to the present time, we couldn't tell on FaceTime. It's like, wait, did he break the TV? Is that what that hole is? Because it looked on the phone, it looked like a hole on the TV. Uh-huh. And he's melting down that the PS4 is broken and that his little brother must have done something or the TV's broken and he's missing this live event. And honestly, it was a colossal, colossal. And we and he tuned in after the dot, like after the explosion. So he didn't even see the event. He no. just thought... No, he saw... Um, you know what? I, to right. be honest, I don't even know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just know... I needed four hours on the other <laughs> side of the world. That's it. And in the middle of the biggest deal that I've put together in, in years, and, and and honestly, to be sitting between you know a, an iconic legend, you know, and the guy who's been stealing my look the last few years, making a living off of it, Jackie Chan. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, and I and I had to deal with this, and my poor mom. You know, in, in her mid seventies, you know, my dad was eighty. It's like that's what they're that's what they're dealing with, and my sister's like, and it's if, we can't come home. Yeah. <laughs> like like we are coming home. We're on our way home. Two hours after this, we were scheduled to go to the airport and fly home. It's a twenty seven hour commute doing a tour. You know, from leaving the Ritz Carlton and Riyadh to landing at Logan, it's a twenty seven hour process. So we're on our way home. Mm-hmm. Can't fucking do anything right now. Uh, so we just handled it calmly, as calm as we can. We didn't make a big deal of it when we got home, but he, he can't play the games from week to week. And he knew something was coming, and all week long he kept talking about, oh, this weekend. And we were kind of like, hmm, we'll see how it goes. But we had packed up, the, packed up the games, moved him out of the house, so I can't have a moment of weakness. Like last night, management... And him went to see Double Tap. They've been looking forward to seeing that. And I had like a four-hour window at home with me and the little guy who I knew was going to fall asleep in the car on the way home. I'm thinking, oh, I can go downstairs and fetch out. But I, I, did, I didn't want to be tempted. So we packed up all the systems, put them in a bin, put them in the wife's car, and she left them at the workhouse. Just, just, just leave them there so I can't get them if I want them, you know? Because if somebody's going to break down, it's going to be me. So we told them. Friday, and that's it. That, yeah, it's going to be a three month window, buddy. And so you're going to be buying a new PS4 this week. He's <laughs> <laughs> because not only, um, you know, I guess my point is why make the money if you can't have fun spending it? You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna go all the way over there and make some money for yourself, I did buy a new foot pedal for my drum set uh-huh. and uh, new, uh, a, a new cymbal stand. Well, no, a new cymbal stand, yeah. You don't need a new. Right. Stand, it just you know. All right. 
put the symbol on it. Is it going to fall over? Can you hit it really hard? You know? Good. Th- th- there you go. So, yeah. So, that is my video game story. So, well, that's the I'll keep you Trump's posted. mine. But that's everything. It's a Switch. And, like, the little guy who doesn't play as much, kind of a victim of circumstance. But it's like, no, as a family, boom, we're, we're, we're all going to do this. And that's, like, iPad games and... How's that work? Well, it, well, that's the thing. He has to have his iPads for school and stuff, but we put codes on it. And we said the same thing because he was in the car. We were driving and he was playing Minecraft. I'm like, dude, no. No, I mean, it's like, don't make me delete it so that you lose everything on it. But there's codes now on all the things. And, and unless he's sitting next to us at home because he's homeschooling, doing work, or if he's in the car, you know, if he wants mm-hmm. to do a drawing thing. If it's a school, if it's an educated thing, you know, if it's a music thing, a music game where, you know, there's one rudimentary thing where you got to guess the notes or something Whatever, like that. Yeah. But, but no, no, no pixel gun, no Minecraft. Um, the other big one is um, no watching YouTube videos of people playing Minecraft or, 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 or Fortnite. No, that's, it's, it's gone. It's, you know, that, that world has ceased to be, it's a dead parrot. <laughs> you know? This pattern wouldn't boom if you put 20,000 volts through it. So, you know, I'll keep you posted on how that is going to go. Um, hmm. But, yeah, that's uh, that's the big news coming out of... I mean, you're not going to suffer too much because at least you have the Patriots, um, you know, podcasts and the Batman podcasts and everything else to kind of ti- bide your time <laughs> well, until I mean, Christmas. I mean, we're crazy busy anyway. Yeah. There literally isn't that many hours in the day, you know, right. to do stuff. You know, I barely get to jam with Dan and stuff like that. Uh, actually, when I leave here, I'm going to go see the Rationales play, and I think the Rationales are done. I think they got a couple more shows, and then they're done. And so, um, so I'll, you know, I'll go see Dave Marabella and check that out. Uh, maybe Dave can start jamming with us. That'd be great. But it's like, yeah, I, I, I don't have that much time to play. Good. But I do, like... Early morning, if I'm up like an hour before them, or like squeeze it in on a Saturday night when if 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 the wife goes to a movie and the boys are out, it's like yeah, you know, veg out for a couple hours. And you're multitasking. You're playing while you're listening to Rachel Maddow. Thank you. See, you complete. I get. I get you. Now let's get into it. What are you watching? Well, on Netflix, I watched the new Breaking Bad movie, El Camino. It was good. It was nice. A lot of people were saying, eh, it was kind of meh. They were expecting more out of a Breaking Bad movie. It was basically a two-hour episode. It basically... I don't know. You've never watched Breaking Bad, but... But I know how it ended and all that. So, basically, the spoiler, the end of Breaking Bad, uh, Walter White dies. Jesse Pinkman, who is cooking the meth for him, he got kidnapped by this Nazi gang. Uh, Jesse uh, was saved by Walter White. Uh, the, Walter set up something to kill this Nazi gang who had imprisoned him, literally made him a slave, and he escaped. And the final shot of Jesse at the last episode was him driving away in this uh, El Camino, um, just like screaming at the top of his lungs out of, with, uh, out of joy. And so this movie takes place immediately after that and then also flashes back to while he was a prisoner of this Nazi gang. And um, it, it bounces back and forth in time. And does Walter make appearances? He makes an appearance. Nice. I know he does make an appearance. What's all, what was brought to my attention afterwards when I was listening to radio sh- shows talking about it, and I didn't notice this, but apparently, since Walter White being played by Brian Cranston 
Brian Cranston is now on Broadway right now doing network. He's the mad as hell guy. Um, he wasn't going to shave his head to then go back on Broadway and have a shaved head for this one little cameo. So they wore a bald cap. The bald cap, not exactly um, Stan Winston quality. <laughs> wasn't exactly like, you know, the highest. It was supposed to be really, really like nice. But apparently they only had like 36 hours for him to like get fitted for this cap between, you know, shows that he was doing. So anyways, it's a noticeable bald cap. Jacques dropped his phone. He's ruining the podcast. So El Camino is a night. It's a good movie. It shows what happens to Jesse Pinkman afterwards and his uh, quest to evade authorities and um, go on with his life. You find out what kind of what happens to him immediately afterwards. So it's kind of like a, a final final episode and it's nice um who also makes an appearance is the late uh oh god uh, uh robert uh, who is the guy who just died robert um he was he was in jackie brown he was um god it, you're not gonna oh know. what the hell's his name robert uh come on man Congressperson Elijah Cummings, he just passed away. We didn't mention that. We mentioned Rip Taylor, right? Robert Forster, Robert okay. Forster, the actor. He was he 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 made an appearance and you know, he passed on. Anyways, um, I'm watching El Camino and I watched it and it was nice. And now I'm going to stop watching TV because you know there's no more TV to watch anymore. No, that's where you're wrong. Let me help you out. Okay, you got Amazon Prime, Joe? I do. But I could not recommend more. Uh, I think, like, after I left here last weekend, management and I rarely get to sit on the couch and watch something. And she was, she was like, making us something to eat. I'm like, oh, my God, as a gag, I'm going to start to watch this and see if she even notices in the background. And then she did. And then she sat down. And then we fell into a rabbit hole of watching 19... 19- uh, what was it? Let me get this straight. For, we, the, the, the crux of our Saturday evening viewing was 1970 female hygiene films. Mm. Dude, the best. <laughs> like, like the be- I mean, this is what they were showing high school kids in the 70s. Followed up by, you know, it's like, oh, because you watch this, maybe you want to watch these. These 1950 Stranger Danger films of like... It would do it. it was, I, I can't get into how awesome <laughs> they were. Not even awful. Some just straight. It, it, just they jumped straight to the, straight, front of the straight, line. Straight up, dude. Uh, you know, it's like uh, uh, you know this one thing. It's like, oh, these all these kids are at school. And it's a 50, so they would go home for lunch. If you sent me home for lunch when I was eight, I wasn't fucking coming back. (laughs) You're lucky I showed up once in a day. You think you're getting my ass in there twice? Ain't happening. That's a you problem. But, you know, one kid, oh, decides to get a ride home. And his friend, the girl who he's friends with, saw from around the corner him get in the car and go. And then... Like they're back at school and and it's all voiceover. Like the acting's all done and it's all narrated. And um you know, like an hour or so later they realize little Timmy didn't come home and the police come to the school, they call the mom, no, he isn't here. I thought he stayed there for lunch and blah blah blah. Ends up asking the little girl, she says, Oh, I saw him get in this car. 
the girl remembered exactly the car, exactly the shirt and the bow tie and the license plate, <laughs> and they ran it down. And it's some, and then it's like it's some pedophile, and it's like luckily they got him just before you know he diddles a kid and stuff like that. Oh, and, but they bring him into the police station, not like being was like. You know, he has a disease and blah, blah, blah. And luckily, I'm like, oh, my God, they're like glossing over the fact he was just about to fuck a kid. But there's a bunch of them. Well, I'm, I'm actually pulled up the Amazon Prime app on my phone just now, and I looked up feminine hygiene films. And lo and behold, feminine hygiene films is a selection. It's a collection of historical educational films on feminine hygiene. Customers also watched child abduction safety films, classic STD films, teen scare films. Uh, what is this? Something social guidance films. I can't read it because the Prime logo is over it. Uh, driver education scare films. No, those, those, classic well, cigarette commercials. Uh, no, the, the the driver education marriage counseling one. films. The best. I, I mean, it starts with like a car on fire and like teenage kids like half impaled and stuff. Keep it clean. Vintage hygiene films. Home economics films. Drugs well, kill. The home economics. We fell down the rabbit hole. We watched all these. Nuclear attack, the, civil defense the, films. The home economic films is, <laughs> you know, bitch, why are you in the kitchen? Right. <laughs> you know, if, you're, if you're pregnant, aren't you supposed to be barefoot? You know? <laughs> it was, was, dude, th- that's what these were. Was like, it's like, you know, like a, a, was it like a, just like a graphic of like boobs plus sandwich <laughs> equals marriage? Yes. <laughs> yes. Dude, that's exactly what it was. Junior prom films, youth gone wild, juvenile scare films, urban housing films, juvenile delinquent films, prejudice films. Oh, prejudice films. This guy looks like, uh, this guy in the thumbnail looks an awful lot like Frankie. It does. Um, uh, teenager social guidance films, spick and span. No, Jacques, it's not that. It's vintage hygiene films. Dude, they're the best. Like, honestly. Mental health films. Vintage police films. And, 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 it, it looks like a training video for, like, you know, like a, a southern right. police department right now. And, 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 it's and, just a guy fire. It's a cop firing a gun into the air. And when, and when you're watching these, every time I watch these things, I think... Those people auditioned. <laughs> like, like the guy who has the no line, you know, scrawny guy. He's like, you know, he has a disease. He is what's known as a pedophile. And I'm like, oh my God, that guy had to audition. It's like his basic, actor- By the way, how woke? They have a, they, they, they call it a disease, not like a life choice or anything. Like gays are life choices, apparently, but yes. pedophiles are diseases. That they were born that way and they can't help themselves. Well, they're like, and he's going to be sent away where he can get help. It's like, you know, you you don't don't help. Right. That. (laughs) You know. know. Yeah. But, dude, it's like eating a Pringle. Yeah. (laughs) You can't just watch one. I I think I know what I'm watching tonight. I I think you've uh, rekindled a little something You you can skip over the ones that... I mean, we've all seen the duck and cover thing. Like we've all made I, jokes I about. I loved the, those as like a teenager growing up. Right, but you've seen those. Like these are the ones you, you haven't seen. Right. Yet. So you know, and like there's a whole genre. <laughs> like you can, and, and I'm dead serious. It was a good three hours of us like, what are we gonna watch? Next? <laughs> these are awesome, you know. And and you think about like this: the 50s, the 60s, the 40s, the 70s. Like there's so many decades. Well, the funny thing is, this so the 70s hygiene thing triggered something me when it was explaining how the body works i grew up in the 70s this is how the world was explained to me and and 
I don't want to say crude or rudimentary animation things, but but very almost like watching a pong version of something. <laughs> and and I told I told management I'm like it's really weird because that's how if if you could explain to me okay Jack this is how this works this is how that works I'd I'd understand cold fusion at room temperature if you could put it in a 1970s hygiene format. <laughs> Of explanation, I would get it. It, 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 it. It's like my my visual learning was completely shaped by these types because I'm watching them. I'm like, and some of these stuff, I'm like remembering seeing like Stranger Danger things in school, right? And and, and all it's of a trip these. down memory lane. Oh, dude, repressed was, memory lane. It was it was great. It literally was great. And I, you know, I didn't watch like the classic smoking cigarettes because. You know, I you were li- too busy smoking cigarettes because oh, yeah. you were cool. I, <laughs> of all the things I never got into, thankfully that was a, no. But I, I listened Henry to- Winkler for not smoking. <laughs> hey, kids, this is the Fonz. I know I might look cool smoking this cigarette <laughs> while I'm feeling up this chick over here, but take it from me, I'm gonna die of cancer eventually. <laughs> Hey. later, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, but no, because I hear all the cigarette ads because I listen to old radios, you know, shows from like the 30s and 40s because I got my finger on the pulse, <laughs> right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so that that's that's what that's what I've been watching. Well, that's what I will be watching. Thank you, thank you for bringing some 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 actual substance to my my viewing. Uh, you got a friend in you. <laughs> Do you got a parenting tip? I'm sorry, what? So you had said earlier that my parenting chip should be about shaming you know, corporate America to bending to your will on social media. Wait, wait. But I, w- I want to – I actually do have a, 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 a parenting tip. When you rip the Band-Aid off and make your 12-year-old son face the fact that he has an addiction, that it's something we all have to deal with together – and you're picking your other son up from school as the older one is ranting how his life has no meaning, everything sucks, he has the worst life in the world, When a, that's, that's the oldest child. So when the youngest one picked him up, he's in school. The other side of the building where he goes to school, lives in Lowell, we live in Lowell, he doesn't live in Lowell by himself. On the other side of the building, there's like, I, I don't know what it is, it's like a homeless, they can come in and get a, like a meal, like a soup kitchen that's open in the morning. So I drop them off at 7.45, and it opens at 8, and then it opens again. It must be at like 4.30 or 5. So in those two times that I drop them off, there's a crowd of people there. Well, as my oldest is telling me how awful his life is and it sucks and it has no meaning without games, and I'm turning right to take a corner, we're looking at a burnt-out building. Where my son goes to school is a gorgeous re, re um you know, one of these old mill buildings that they put a lot of money into, and it looks gorgeous. It's great. But right around the corner, there's a burnt-out building, a mattress that just fits the doorway of this burnt-out building. As a homeless guy is putting on the blanket, I literally pulled on the other side of the street, and I said to him, you want to go talk to him about how your life is absolutely the worst life, and you have nothing, and how unfair everything is? And he wasn't through it with the idea. I said, no, no, we... Give him a couple bucks for his time, but you want to go over and explain to him how awful your life is right now. So my parenting tip is: don't be afraid to use the homeless to shame your kid and to shut the fuck up. And for maybe a split second, realize, oh, this really sucks. I don't get my games, but I'm not sleeping in a fucking doorway. And that guy, I'm pretty sure, is psyched to have that 
wherever he got that real mattress, you know, to sleep on because the other 15, 20 people milling around outside the door this way, the soup kitchen, don't have a blanket or don't have a mattress. They got blankets. Luxury. That's, you know what? I think you have a you can have a deal with Amazon there because you, <laughs> if you just film that and make that an educational video. <laughs> do I do it grainy black and white and say it's like a 90s thing? No, I'm thinking sepia tone 70s. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, throw a bunch of redheads in there. It'll make it, uh, you know, authentic. <laughs> what was it with the seventies and they had like redheads? And Dude, stuff? I you know sixties, seventies. Yeah, I don't know. They were they were just hot. Anne Margaret, right? Opie. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, what's wrong with you? But you know what? Nothing. The answer is <laughs> nothing is wrong with you, Joe. You are a walking embodiment of everything that's good in this world. So uh, that's my parenting tip. I'm done. Me too, and uh, thank you, Jacques, for coming back uh, unchopped up. That was very nice of you. <laughs> I'm glad you made it back, and you know your 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 lovely better half came back in one piece. Um, you, made, you made a little money. You had a little fun. You you know had to deal with a you know certain meltdown of somebody, but you know it is what it is. You'll get through it together. Well, we're gonna find our way. Do 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 together. Taking the time each day. Do 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 to learn all about those things you just can't buy. Two silver spoons together. Do 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 do. You and I, we're gonna find our way. You and I together. We're going to find our way. We're going to find our way together. Don't forget.